0: This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul Angeline. And today we're talking about unintentional or intentional NPC deaths and what you do when this happens. As a GM? As a GM, as a
1: player. Player. Okay. I think when you play role playing games, especially like Dungeons and Dragons, right? Dungeons and Dragons is a tough game to uh it's a tough game because it so easily segues or becomes a murder hobo game, right? So, if I I remember years ago, I heard this term and I had no idea what the other person was talking about. If you don't know, a murder hobo is is basically what a lot of people accuse many, especially D and D players, of being. So you're a roving band of a group of people who go around killing things, taking their stuff, and selling selling their stuff. Right? To make money.
0: So you're basically mercenaries.
1: Yeah, so so you're the hobo is that you're just wandering group of people that that go from town to town, you know, solving problems. And I use quotes on that one, and and their primary job is to kill things, right? They go and kill monsters and eliminate mon- eliminate problems, usually. And the problem with that is is that when you get into that mindset, what does they that say that every problem looks like a nail or something like that, and when you have a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. Something like that. I don't know what it is. I keep forgetting that one wrong. You
0: need to stop using <laughs>
1: sayings you don't know what they are. But but what I was but what the gist of it is is that when you are used to doing solving a problem by killing it, then that becomes the main way of dealing with any problem whether it's it's uh it's a monster or not.
0: And this comes into conflict with our moral code of of humans most humans anyway that you're not supposed to kill other people right so if you're killing monsters it's one thing but when you go and kill other people it's a different thing so we in in human in society we've come up with these ideas that it's okay to kill soldiers during war because you're in war so it's somehow it keeps your you mentally from breaking down for having killed somebody (laughs) basically So most people don't kill people. Those who do are deviant and have, or maybe they're just, you know, a psychopath or whatever, which would be a deviant, right? (laughs) So, but the idea in role-playing games is that we don't stray too far from our, our normal lives other than the fact that we're in a fantasy world and doing all kinds of different things, right? But the question came up because I read about these people playing Deadlands and some guy wanted to know. What do you do when your player characters accidentally kill innocent civilians, non-player characters, on a train? When they're chasing the, the robbers and trying to, or they're on a bounty hunt to try to get somebody, right? Right. They were sent out to get this person, these people, these robbers, right, these train robbers. But in when this happened, they accidentally killed people.
1: Collateral so, damage. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you can look at it that way. But what's going to happen to them, right? Because people, when the train stops in town where the marshal is, the people are going to say, you know, they shot all these people and they killed Joe.
1: Right. Yeah, that's a... A lot of it depends... I was going to say, that's that's a very difficult situation for the PCs to be in, the player characters. And I think a lot of this depends on the game that you're playing, right? The There's a difference between... Uh, being in
0: uh forgotten realms and a
1: forgotten realms game and being in a wild western list, yeah. and let's say being in a star trek game right where the wild west is kind of wild right so i don't know what i don't know what the i, I honestly i don't know the legal situation or, or well, that, anytime that
0: somebody dies right even if it even anytime somebody dies you're, there's going to be an inquiry or a, a trial, even in the even in Westerns.
1: Yeah, I think so. I don't think they will let you pass just no. because you were chasing a bad guy. No.
0: They yeah. would probably let you go, but there would be some kind of trial, right? right. They would say, you were justified in doing this. Right. Or
1: They would want some legal way of dealing with that situation.
0: Also, the, the sheriff might use it as a as a reason to not only get you out of town, but solve a different problem, right? You need to go and catch this bad guy, this right. outlaw.
1: And then there's restitution, right? We know the restitution to the person or the person's family, whatever. I think it depends. A lot of it depends on the game that you're playing. Uh, I remember I, I ran a lot of space opera games, and a lot of times they would go on these secret missions to, you know, to investigate this, this whatever it was. And a lot of times they would get into combat. You know, just they would always fight things, and and usually it was a. Uh,
0: the secret police or something oh, like that or the secret
1: police or it was an enemy base or something like that or the or, traitor. or a secret uh, clone facility thing and you know i've i've talked about how they uh, the pieces that captured this one scientist and and they were taking literally taking him to to the to the law wherever that was uh, the nearest spaceport and then uh, and they en- ended up uh executing him right they they spaced him because he was such a vile person and, it, and that's it, what
0: happens when you play with people who have a sense of morality that they believe. <laughs> a very strict strong. Moral code.
1: So, but, you know, but obviously the moral code wasn't against killing. Uh, and this guy definitely, you know, according to them, needed to, to not exist anymore because he was too dangerous to leave alive, right? So he was like a Nazi scientist kind of person. Though I believe. I believe we used quite a few Nazi scientists when they were they law. The greater good is what they say, <laughs> right? So, so in that case, I think you know it. It really is important. Uh, I mean, it really does depend on the players and the kind of game that they're kind of the kind of game that you're playing. That Western game, I don't know. I think you're right that they would definitely face some consequences. And I think that's the main thing about any time player characters kill npcs is that there has to be consequences to their actions. I remember years ago you weren't playing then were you when Steve? Yes, killed... I was. Oh, you were playing already. We they go it was at the very beginning of Rise of the Rune Lords, right? They they go into this town and uh the first, first yeah, the actual you know, the very beginning of the adventure and and unlike and I had already started the campaign so these guys were like third or fourth level. Where Rise of the Rune Lords is supposed to be you know, you start off as first level, but they had already you know they had already started their adventuring that had already started and I decided to pick up rise Room lords and I decided to run the game and it was just the way it was so they go into this town and then uh one of the they have you know deputies or constables or whatever you want to call them and they were asked to uh give up their weapons right cuz these things they were mur- murder hobos right there's this there's this large you know they were a large group there were like 6 or 7 of them at the time and they're all you know armed to the hilt right mm-hmm. you know they got crossbows they have bows they have swords axes
0: it's like the scene in um and lord of the rings where they come to their theoden's uh castle yes and the hall uh, the hall and they say you need to give up your weapons and aragorn is you know taking out like you know, <laughs> knives out everywhere yes. and <laughs> handing them over big
1: old pile of weapons or like uh you know what is it uh, uh mad max you know at one point he enters barter town and has to give up his weapons and he has like, you know, he literally has a pile of weapons also on his person. So, so exactly. So, but they were so unused to this, right? You know, cause I had, I had already ran them, you know, at least Steve, the, 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 the dad, I know I had ran two campaigns that where they went up to 10th level at the time already. And I, at this point I was playing with our sons, right? It was a kid's Pathfinder game and we were playing at a, at a hobby store. And he didn't want to give up his weapons. I'm like, well, you know, you you can't, you can't come into our town. You can't come around, walk around with, literally, you know, it's not open carry st- uh, town, right? So he refused. And then so they go, well, then he's got to leave. And then he he got into a fight with the guard. So then, so then he starts running away, right? So he's running away, running away, and they're chasing him and they're chasing him. And then he gets into this area where he gets cornered literally and he crits the guard with his weapon he hits him with the, you know, he pulls out his weapon and he fights him and he crits him and kills him you know they're guards they're like maybe second level he does like freaking 20 something point, points of damage because he's using a two-handed sword and he kills him and he goes well I didn't mean to kill him I'm like okay I'm sorry but you know that's just the way you roll and so the course I forgot how I captured him but then he gets he gets surrounded by guards, and the rest of the party or the rest of the group of people the, the players are like they didn't know what to do you know they i don't remember do you remember what you were thinking?
0: I was saying why did he why would he fight them? <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know he gets captured uh he gets thrown into a jail and and then the rest of the session was you know it was nothing that I planned right had to deal with how to deal with how to let him out, right, because I didn't want him to make a new character, you know, he really should have, because he literally killed a guard in cold blood, so, you know, they were, like I said, they were, like, fourth level, so I, I, I charged him an outrageous amount of money, like, three thousand gold, I go, you know what, you, first thing you need to do is you make restitution to the family of the guard, that means you gotta pay his life wages, which pff, nothing is, it wasn't worth that much, but you know, but it was punitive damages, right? And so you know, you you owe the the the, the town, you know, for the violence that you, you know, and all this other stuff. So I mean, and the and the group ponied up the money, right? It was very. Uh, I think they had a, all of them had to pull their money together, and they nobody was happy about it, right? But they, but that, I mean, I go, that's the only way he's gonna get out, and so the, the so then he you know he gets out of jail, and then immediately the the, the sheriff. Uh, the town and the the mayor of the town, or whatever, they send them on a mission because they want these guys out. You know, the, uh, not only was it the payment of the money, but they were ha- they had a goblin attack. It's a famous, you know, uh, spoiler, but the, it's been out for like twenty years. But uh, there's a goblin attack, and then uh, the town uh, sends them to figure out you know why these goblins are attacking them since they haven't been attacking for years and years. So the, and that starts the 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 whole campaign
0: it was a very interesting um game to be in with the kids because they were still young yeah they They were yeah they were like eight nine maybe ten
1: yeah a little bit yeah i guess they were like 10 or 11
0: but Saul was right you know you you kill a guard there's going to be consequences and steve was like well i didn't mean to kill him but and then Saul talked to him and said this is why you can't just do that and the kids can't just you can't be playing a game and get away with something like that because then you're teaching the kids that that's okay
1: yeah there's no consequences and so even uh we had another player called blaine and he's like like i talked to him afterwards because i I thought you know i thought maybe i was being too critical because i was kind of upset one because he just didn't and and there was no reason why he didn't want to give up he just didn't want to and i'm like okay well then leave the town and then, like, he didn't want to do that either. He goes, "I'll oh, make me," and so he gets into this fistic cuffs or he gets into this fight, and then he just runs away, and then he kills the guard. And so uh, it was, it was, it was not a pleasant uh, session for me because I'm like, because he was mad. He was absolutely, you know, it, the character, not the character, but the player was mad that I threw him in jail and that I was like being had a firm idea that, no, he, you're not going to get out, you know, basically, you literally murdered a, a it's like murdering a police officer, right, you know, killing a police officer, and when all they're doing is trying to detain you, you know, because like, well, while you walk around with a gun, there's not an open carry town, Uh, you need to, you know, we're not taking it away from you, just while you're in town, you need to, you need to give up your weapons, but yeah, but he was mad. I mean, he was mad about the situation and I wasn't happy about it. And I wasn't, I, you know, I was not happy with that whole session, but we got past it. But the thing is the consequences, you know, the, the, the group lost a lot of money. They weren't happy about that. Uh, cause you know, they were greedy murder hobos and, you know, and they, you know, they, 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 kind of like, they have this money and they kind of want to, they don't yeah, have it what earmarked. Right. For for certain things that they want to buy, <laughs> and so that you know, it, it magical messed, items, I believe. Magical <laughs> items, yeah. And so that blew their plans, you know. And then they were broke, and so they're like, "Well, we do kind of have to go on this mission because they're gonna pay us money if we if we do it." So it was it motivated them to go on the the campaign, but at the same time, you know, the consequences were basically just money. But what I what I was going to do is as the as the game progressed i was gonna make like the the guard had the children and i was gonna make them into like villains right and they would go after steve's character but uh you know the the campaign didn't last that long i forget why it was a really good game i mean it was a really good campaign that was really neat but the consequence was that was that he the character would have gained uh and then the nemesis right? right when or it could have been the wife the wife could have could have gone you know called retribution on him sooner or later right I think that's important that you know uh, in the in almost any game unless you're like you know I don't know where but somewhere where there is no law right there's no the only law is whatever you can get away with and in that case you know NPCs could be killed that there's no consequences But uh, those situations are, like, really uh, rare. Whether, like I say, whether it's a role-playing, any role-playing game, no matter what the genre is. You know, and there's certain genres that, you know, where there's there's laws, right? Like in Star Trek, you know, there's definitely be laws, there'll definitely be consequences, and most likely, you know, you couldn't buy your way out of prison in in Star Trek, right? In the Star Trek universe. So you would have to be really careful about you know your displays of violence <laughs> and uh, and resorting to violence in your game. Yes. So what, what did they? You know this this guy asked a question, right? About well, how did he should handle it. Or, yes. And and what, what, what did he get any good replies?
0: Well, the I gave you the replies. The there would always be a trial. Oh yeah. And most likely because you were, you know, chasing a, a bad guy, there would be consequences, but you would most likely not go to jail or anything like that. You would probably have to pay the...
1: Some sort of fine.
0: Or, yeah, a price for for to the family for taking away their source of income or you know, whatever. And that's an old tradition that goes way back.
1: <laughs> Does it? Well, what's weird is that, you know, what, what do you call it? I mean, that that's weird. I mean, the, the f- weird thing is, I, I don't know if you would want uh, even Deadlands. Well, Deadlands maybe. Uh, you would want to, but have a trial, right? Role play the trial, or you would just like, okay, this is what's going to happen. So a lot of it depends on how reckless the PCs were being, right? The right. characters were. And was it, wh- whether it is, totally can be determined if they actually killed the person or what could it have been the bad guys that killed them, right? Yeah. You know, and that's the, and And that has, you know, there's all kinds of mitigating circumstances in that, and that characters could, you know, feign or pretend or figure out that, you know, maybe it wasn't me who killed him, I maybe mean, it was the bad guy who killed killed the person. But like, you know, you could make it dramatic, right? As right. a as a GM. Like, you know, the the player character you know, has his eye on the bad guy. He's about to shoot him and Miss Dorothy Sweetbottom g- g- gets in front of her just as he pulls the trigger and he shoots her instead. Or could it be that all bullets are flying and then at the very end, there's a dead body, so you don't know who killed the killed the person. So, you, know, I always think about
0: Dean and Sam Winchester. They're monster hunters, right? Yes, yes. So, but they live in the real world, right? <laughs> sort of supernatural. They live,
1: they live in a real world. It's set in the real world. Yes, but where monsters really yes. exist. And I think that's happened before, where or the, the the problem is that sometimes the monsters look like real people. They or they. Or the, the monsters are real, real people. real people, right? Like FBI
0: agents or things like that, or or, or, or bad re- cops or regular or people, and they end up they end up having to kill them, and they end up being wanted for having to kill, for killing
1: people. Because yes, because they do kill the monster, yeah. who happen to yes look like a person, yes, like a werewolf. Let's say they kill a werewolf, so yeah. So how do you explain that? So how how do you deal with well, that? Well, in
0: the in the show, they are wanted in certain states, so.
1: For the connection in, in yeah. certain crimes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But there are also cops who can help them with that kind of stuff because they were there and realized that that um that's not what happened, so they changed the reports or ah, different things like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember But that. it's a
0: it's a very slippery slope and that and you think about it, that's one of the if you're a monster hunter, you're killing these monsters, right? But you really have to be careful not to actually kill humans. And if you do kill a human, then it's going to cause your character great mental problems, right, or pain or... or in jail. Yeah.
1: Well, I think that's pretty interesting because you're right. Because in, in the role-playing game, they talk about that. They talk about how these monsters usually, well, not usually, but some of them are actual, they're disguised as humans, right? And mm-hmm. they have, either they take over a human Persona, or they turn into a monster well, the demons under the moon, kill the
0: person and take them, oh, or they, uh, they possess them,
1: oh, they're, or they're possessed by demons yeah. and stuff like that, or whatever monster it is. But they're they're known as people, and so when they go after the monster, they're to the re- to the rest of the populace, they're killing an actual person, right? Right. And so, what do you do with that? You know, that that's always been that was always an interesting uh, part of that show and the role playing game is. You know, how do you cover that up, or how do you how do you get away with it? Because because the general populace doesn't know that you killed uh, a werewolf; they just know that you killed Mister Bingles, you know, the sweet old man that lived in that creepy old house. You know, sure he was creepy, but he didn't deserve to be killed.
0: But like, just like um, Supernatural is a lot like other things, right? Most people don't see what's going on, so with Mister Bingles disappears. This doesn't necessarily mean he's dead, it just means he's gone, right right, so yeah So, those, he moved,
1: so they're very they're very uh they, they really try to cover their tracks in that game, yeah in that game and in that show right they know they they basically clean up the crime scene, so there's no so basically right, it just becomes a missing person's thing, right there's a lot of missing persons will those guys show up right
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was the same in any in d and d right those guys are coming in with the their arm to the teeth so of course, in Supernatural, Dean's armory is the back of his his trunk, but you know, it's the same thing, right?
1: Yes, but well, see, it's hidden in that sense, yeah. right? A lot of it depends on the genre you're playing and the kind of game you're playing, but you definitely want to uh, limit this collateral damage of NPCs. No matter you know, no matter what the situation, I think you know NPCs are usually characters that are beneficial to the players or they're innocent bystanders like the one on the train and you know I think it'd be very tough I mean I think you know I don't know what the what is it evidence gathering uh procedures or how good it was in the wild west I think I mean I think for the most part it had to forensic be forensic wasn't yeah, forensics those, wasn't quite there right, yet right so the most way the, the most way <clears throat> the way most people went to jail for crimes was eyewitness testimony yes. right and
0: which is notoriously bad. <laughs> it's notoriously
1: bad. In fact, when I was going to college, one of my professors was an expert eyewitness, right? Uh, and he was an uh, uh, expert eyewitness in testimony, right? And he would testify that eyewitness testimony is the most one of the most unreliable ways of uh, one of the most unreliable evidence that you can put because people aren't paying attention. And there's all kinds of reasons, right, that it's not very good. Can you imagine, you know, the, the, especially the bullets are flying. The, 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 I didn't see anything. I just ducked my head, and, and then I saw, you know. I saw a short
0: Mexican guy <laughs> that was medium build Medi- Oh yeah, with no, dark no. hair and they dark eyes. They, they don't say me- short.
1: They say uh, medium height, medium build. That's the this-
0: description we get all the time on the news here, <laughs> and I'm like going, dude. Possibly you, Latin descent. You, you, you described, you know half the population yeah, at least. so eyewitnesses aren't very good so when you're drawing a a picture of somebody or you see a picture in your head and then you try to tell it to the police officer this is what's going to come out right so so eyewitness testimony and eyewitness accounts and even searching for suspects is not necessarily
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean what would you do i mean you you already said you would you would have consequences you would make them pay uh like i said in in the wild west one I think the, the most difficult thing was is if people are shooting, you know, most people are ducking, right? And so do you really have eyewitness to you know, I shot this person or that character was able you know, was verifiable that when you shot that person went down and it couldn't have been anybody else. I mean, I don't know if the first, I guess they could tell well, if they, they were kinda sh-
0: doubtful on a train in a train situation like yeah. that unless you were the only character in the
1: shooting. Shooting, right? Yes, maybe but or, most likely they were shooting back and forth
0: but it was a, it's a it's a moral dilemma question right oh in your games there's always going to be moral dilemmas right well hopefully <laughs> cuz otherwise it's going to be pretty boring but um so it's the way that you handle it the way that you it's always important to make sure that your um characters character player characters know that there are standards and and you shouldn't kill other people right
1: there are Is laws that, right yeah yeah yeah, think, Whatever
0: game it is.
1: Yes. I think, yeah, I think that's the biggest problem is, you know, like I said, murder hobos, uh, everything is solved by killing the things, right?
0: Yeah. Well, it's like, it's if you're playing a, a modern game, right, you have mm-hmm. soldiers and stuff, you have to make sure that they're not... They're gonna need to make sure they don't kill civilians, right? Well, also, they're gonna if they're in if they've come back from war, you know, they got to make sure that they're looking at people, right? Right? It's not that's why we have laws in the United States. Like the CIA is not allowed to operate within the United States. Oh, oh that's that, that's true. I wasn't, <laughs> and- <laughs>
1: sure. I wasn't sure that was still so true. Uh, but for example, I remember uh, I forget why it was it came up, but maybe I was reading a lot of books on post-apocalyptic uh, uh, situations. And I was really you know, non-fantastical, like Twilight 2000. Right. And they were talking about, there was a discussion about the characters always killing everything, right? Because, like, you know, they were talking about people who, you know, this is Twilight 2000, I'm pretty sure it was Twilight 2000, they were talking about how in D&D everything is, is solvable by killing it. There's monsters. Most, but, mostly, yes. Yes.
0: Although you should try to reason with them first.
1: You could try. And then the next... the But Twilight 2000, there is no monsters. The monsters or the adversaries are other human beings. So, and I forget where it was, but it basically said that if the PCs, all they do is kill everybody and take their stuff, you know, even... Then they're going to be the monsters. Even, yeah, even in a post-apocalyptic setting, they're going to be seen as the monsters. And whether there's almost no laws or... You know warlord law or whatever you want to call it or situation the pcs are going to be known as the most dangerous beings or group and they will have to be eliminated because indiscriminately killing everything is is can be seen as a bad thing right it can be everybody nobody wants those guys as neighbors right if if this group of adventurers whatever you want to call them mercenaries you know moves into your area and their way of dealing with things is killing everything and taking their stuff, then other people will group together, even if they're not friendly to each other and say, well, you know, we need to take care of this situation or, you know, or they're just going to, or we're going to take us out. So well, that, it's a self-solving problem, right? Yeah. You, know, you, you end up, you end up uh, being that, so dangerous that you, that you become, <clears throat> like I said, you become the monster.
0: And Twilight 2000? 2000 yes. or whatever it
1: is. It was 2013 too. But.
0: That one is, it's true it's like any kind of post apocalyptic society post apocalyptic society <laughs> is going to be more like a warlord or a clan kind of right world afterwards even if there is a a, a semblance of a united states government or a russian government or whatever there's going to be places where there is no law right. so um the laird or the um what do you call them in
1: american Strongman.
0: the <laughs> warlord um <laughs> the clan leader, the person that you've put in charge, and his men below him, there's always going to be somebody to protect your, your place, right? Your clan. Right.
1: People are going to stick together for one reason or another. And safety. are going to
0: be safety, food, taking care yeah. of, making sure people don't die. That kind of thing. Right. So, yeah, you're right. If if the mercenaries come in, or even the soldiers that are just trying to get home, they're going to see a world that isn't the same, and you're going to have to make hard choices <laughs>
1: yeah about what
0: you're going to do and you're not going to want to be the people who are just randomly killing people for no reason
1: right nobody wants those people as neighbors no and so i think you're right i mean even in a lawless post-apocalyptic world uh people are going to band together for safety and if they see a group of people who seemingly don't care about life and easily will will kill things just to take their stuff or whatever and you know there there is going to be some of that right there's going to be you know i need to live you have food uh you're not going to give it to me then that's going to be a problem so stuff like that but the idea that you know to kill everybody you know to the last man is is kind of like the murder hobo way of looking at things and and nobody wants that you know everybody can see well you know, killing that person who is a farmer, even if he didn't want to give you stuff, kind of is a problem because like now we're down this farmer who actually knew how to grow stuff and was important to the, everybody around him. Even yes. if he did, even if he did, you know, charge you or was an ass.
0: And in D and D, you should never kill a farmer. <laughs> I'm just saying, because it, it, I mean, unless they're like, you know, Eva a vampire farmer. <laughs> farmer or something. I
1: mean, it's a touchy subject. I think uh, hopefully your characters, your players aren't that that kind of thing. But if it does happen, I think, you know, ultimately you bring down the big hammer, right? You say, you know, that's not right. You just
0: want to make sure that everybody knows there's consequences to their actions. Right. Whether it's that, you know, you're going to die. You Like in Call of Cthulhu, you have what? I have like 12 hit points or something. <laughs> I admit the, the monsters don't do you know like you're you're losing sanity points faster than you're losing hit points so it's yeah that's how they win you have to you have to stop looking at things and just keep your head down and go but that's the same with um with D. &D. if you're a low level character you may not want to be the one to step straight into the the battle if you have 12 hit points because some of those monsters can take you out with 12 hit points yeah easy no matter what you're playing you need to consider that there's consequences to your actions. Mike is always talking about that. There's consequences to what you're doing, whether it's rushing in to kill the monster or accidentally killing the town guard because you didn't want to give up your weapon. There will be consequences to your actions. So you should, as a player, you should realize that and know that, you know,
1: I think in that situation, my, my, the choices I had was do I let Steve keep that character? Right. That was the bi- that was the biggest question for me. Do I let him keep? Do I make him roll up another character? Cause that was the only option I had. And if and if I if I let him out, uh, or let him keep his character, you know, it had to hurt. And so the, I mean, I I kind of realized, you know, cause I was a DM, you know, I I was obviously the one. Uh, no, I was always the GM, so I knew how much money I had given them and stuff. So I knew that when I charged them three thousand they would all have to pull their money together and none of them were happy about that right none of them were happy but they were more but they were like you know and some of them thought we should leave them behind you know <laughs> i mean there was that talk and so and and i think that i mean you well, know well these were
0: these were kids trying yes. to figure out one two of them it was their dad yes. so you know there's there's the the yeah, so familial there, pool yeah. there
1: but there was blaine who like you know i don't know that's a lot of money and there was augustine going i don't want to give up my money yeah so he didn't want to give up his money either and he's like so was it wasn't my fault i i give up my weapons right and so i think it was a monk though so he yeah. like, didn't have any weapons but he was the weapon yeah <laughs> there was a lethal weapon so yeah i think you know ultimately anytime something like that happens you know you can't let it slide and you you have to have consequences. I know we said that numerous times, but, well, but it's a difficult it's... situation because, you know, like in D&D, you know, like I said, my, my biggest question was, does does Steve get to keep his character? And and now I think about it, I probably shouldn't because that would have been a bigger lesson to my son and his sons about consequences to the game. Well, you know, they're just not going to let you out no matter how much you pay.
0: That would have been a tough one for the kids because...
1: Oh, for Steve?
0: <laughs> Maybe for Steve too. <laughs> Well, that was, and it's a, it's a, it's a fine line when you're playing games. You need to, but you need to make sure you're, you keep. I don't know. I know there's people that play evil characters, so yeah. I don't know what what they do. <laughs> I, but evil characters doesn't necessarily mean you're just evil. It means there's reasons for what you do, right? You're always out for yourself or well, different kinds of things. unless right?
1: you're playing a really wacky, what is it, chaotic evil or something like that, you know. I've, there I've can heard, be lawful evil. I've heard people say, well. Evil characters don't think they're evil. They just have weird motivations for what they do. Or villains, right? Villains don't think they're villains. They just, they really believe in their cause. And they think that they're doing the right thing.
0: There you go. So hopefully this gives you an idea of, of things to do if that happens in your game. Um, yeah. Just do your best. Try not to get your players mad at you. Try to make sure that everybody knows what's going on.
1: Yeah, I think the worst thing you can probably do is grab that grip. Car- Players' character, she just rip it up and say, "Yep, make well, a new character."
0: <laughs> this one's, this one's you mine. You just got you just got yourself hung. <laughs> yeah, or
1: yeah, make him an NPC. Yeah, <laughs> he's not my character. I've I've heard of stuff like that happening though. You know, when when the character either becomes, uh, for whatever reason, they they become an NPC. You know, either they turn evil. Some people, uh, the, I've heard of that happening where. They lose sanity, or they they turn to the dark side, or whatever. And that's not the kind of g- game that the GM wants to run, or the campaign. That's not the kind of campaign it is. So the GM will literally, say, you know, or the player gives up the character. I've heard of that happening too, where the, where the character goes, where the player goes, well, yeah, this character, he's he's gone over the edge. So you have an NPC, new villain. I'm making a new character. <laughs> you have a you have a new villain.
0: I'm done with this one. <laughs> So there you go. Have fun. Try to enjoy your games. This is Game Perspectives with Saul and Jolene.
1: You have a good day.